Hey guys, welcome back to No Content. I'm Ryan. That's Pixel. How's it guy? How's it going, guys? Hope everyone out there is doing well. Pixel, how you doing this week? I'm doing all right. Not uh, much going on. Nice, nice. I mean, everyone, welcome back, Pixel. If we had like an applause track right now, I it would start applauding. Uh, if you guys didn't know, there you go. <laughs> if you guys <laughs> didn't know, uh, episode seven, we had my friend Eli on, who came on as the fast food expert to discuss just the fast food tier so if you guys haven't seen last uh episode it's pretty good worth the watch um audio listeners you might <laughs> might be a little hard for you guys to listen to and we apologize in that episode and we apologize to you again but we also wanted to give pixel kind of a break <laughs> from <laughs> recording and stuff like that as well um as always though before we start just need to uh, get uh, a few announcements out of the way i guess to just actually one announcement mm -hmm couple announcements i guess uh technically pixel you're going on vacation you're leaving us for about a week is that right yeah this weekend uh starting this saturday i'm gonna take off nice nice and uh you'll be gone for he'll be gone for about a week week and a half something like mm -hmm. that so uh he will be um he's gonna do like a cross-country road trip uh you know kind of like find himself like that britney spears <laughs> movie uh, you know that britney <laughs> spears movie where they're like in a convertible car the whole time I I remember hearing this back way back when yeah. I was like, this is so dumb. He's gonna find himself. It's like the sisterhood of traveling pants, except it's only Pixel by himself, and he only and he has multiple <laughs> pairs of pants. But yes, uh, yes, I'm <laughs> I'm sure that we'll get an update probably on the podcast once you come back or whatever of how it was and your experiences and stuff like that, which will be pretty cool. Yeah, um, totally, man. So he will be gone for about a week, which means actually that we will be having a substitute guest as always. Um, for the podcast, like we did with Eli, we'll be having another guest. It will actually be uh, one of my good friends, Blake, will also be on the podcast so that he will be on for episode nine. Uh, Blake will be on. If you guys want to preemptively follow Blake, you can follow him on Instagram or Twitter or Twitch at Blake the Pleb, B-L-A-K-E-T-H-E-P-L-E-B. Blake the Pleb on Insta, Twitch, and Twitter. I think that's a great name, by the way. Yeah, nice um, and easy to remember. Yeah, but Blake's a pretty cool guy. I think you guys will enjoy it. I do know him IRL, and he knows Pixel as well, and I thought he would be a good choice to kind of fill in on the podcast. We kind of want to keep the momentum going with, uh, with the podcast, uh, with all the support we've been getting all the listeners, kind of keep the vibe rolling. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. Should be a pretty interesting episode. Um, but anyway, I guess we can just jump right into whatever the heck we're going to talk about. Um, you know, first thing I want to talk about is that um, I just want to shout out No Content Podcast because two hours after episode six, after our hour-long rant, the director of the Sonic movie announced, didn't mention us by name, but he did announce that they will be redesigning <laughs> Sonic, and I'm pretty sure it has to do with our podcast. It's, it's us. They're, they're <laughs> listening. They're listening right now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure someone from the design team was like, you know what? Those guys made some really good arguments or whatever. And that, and that <laughs> Pixel guy, he's pretty cool because he didn't throw our designers under the bus, too. Yeah, exactly. I just um, picture some intern running down the hallways with like a, a stack of papers just flying behind <laughs> him. Stop. Stop everything. Stop production. So, We've got to change Sonic. So, I mean, I got, I kind of pulled up like an article here or whatever, but uh, basically, I guess the guy tweeted out Jeff, I guess his name is Jeff Fowler um, at Fulltown, F-O-W-L-T-O-W-N. He said, thank you for the support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design and you want changes. It's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making the, this character the best he can be. Hashtag Sonic movie. Hashtag gotta fix fast. <laughs> okay. So. I think it was a PR stunt. You really think so? I pixel. <laughs> I think at this point it's a, I think I think they knew how bad the character was. I mean, they have to have some kind of quality assurance or something at the company where they like kind of did test screenings or test runs with this mm -hmm. character. It had to have been kind of some people employees talking or something. And all of a sudden, like a day later after this trailer comes out, less than a day later, he's already tweeting out, we're going to fix it with already a determined hashtag that they've created up very creatively. Got to fix fast. <laughs> With six months, I mean, with six months, the movie's gonna be released in six months. Pixel, I I've worked on movies that were fixed in less time. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying that. Come on, like you know, do you do you not think it's a PR stunt? Like it, it, they were like, this movie's so bad. <laughs> to be honest, like I really don't think so. This I think they honestly thought. Baby. I honestly thought that they were like this bad at you know you know designing it. 
and they're actually going back to the drawing board. I don't think it was a PR stunt at all. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because like, think of like how much work it went into creating this character and doing all the animations and rendering and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like, that's a ton of money that you don't get back. And for a PR stunt, like, is that really worth it? I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know how advertising works. They 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 spent money in worse ways. That's true. That is true. I mean, I mean, okay. Do you think the redesign will save the movie? What are your thoughts? Also, of now that's been about a week too. You know, it depends on whether they make it worse or not. <laughs> yeah, no one says it's gonna be better. There, there is very real possibility that it'll end up being uglier and nastier looking. No, that is very true. I haven't thought of that actually. Um, like as as weird as it is now, like it could like just be really creepy. True, true. Um, yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know if this movie, even if they redesign Sonic, is really going to even save it. I feel like it's just like redesign the whole movie. I mean, we kind of beat this like with a dead <laughs> horse, but there's nothing. There's nothing captivating about this move. A movie you know what i mean like i i understand yeah. it's i don't know what audience it's is it geared towards kids because most kids don't even know who sonic is like it's obviously pissing off og fans that are older you know mm-hmm. what i mean they're not gonna see it they're not the target audience for it it's still very strange the trailer was still very strange uh i don't yeah. like how they went with this guard i hate okay i hate how movies are doing this more and more often now but i so i really like guardians of the galaxy soundtrack but it's like all these movies from like you know sound songs and references from movies from like the 80s early 90s right and Mm -hmm. i hate how like why the heck i still i can't get over this why the heck did sonic trailer play gangster's paradise (laughs) in it you know what i mean and then they knew it was like kind of a bad song so like they only used like the intro line which just that pissed me off more because that like intro hook that like duh 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 like it's not supposed to repeat for like two minutes it's supposed to like it's it's a couple bars and then boom it goes into the song yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, they have absolutely no idea who they're marketing this movie towards. Because kids don't get any of these references. They don't know who, who uh, what this song is. They don't know what Gangster's Paradise is. They don't know Sonic because he's barely had any kind of cultural impact recently. Right. So, like, man, I, I, don't, under, I don't understand. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if there's anything you want to add. Apparently, Paramount's going to fix it. Obviously, we're going to roast them or not roast them. Give them constructive <laughs> criticism when the new one, the new design comes out. Them? With the second trailer, because this is just the first one. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add to this. Uh, do you think that even if the Sonic is fixed, do you think that the movie will be salvageable, or do you think it's it's done? Do you think it's DOA? Um, I guess we'll have to wait till the next trailer. Yeah, I, true. I think, I think there's going to be people that watch it just out of like morbid curiosity, just to see like how bad it is. Yeah, I think we kind of went over it last time, but like the limitations of the character itself are kind of bad. It's why there's never been a Flash movie, like a character that can run fast, cool. Like, why do mm-hmm. his golden rings teleport you to different dimensions or something? It's just very bizarre. Um, yeah. I guess next thing, kind of transitioning out of that, um, new Spider-Man trailer. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, spoilers, by the way, everyone who's listening to the podcast. We're going to be talking Endgame spoilers. You know what? No, screw you guys. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you, <laughs> listeners, live audience, re- people recording. The Russo brothers stated that on Monday at 12 a.m. midnight that we were allowed to spoil Endgame. They said that was the official rule ruling, and you can tell all your friends about it, okay? So forget you guys. We're spoiling this stuff, okay? So <laughs> Three days, no mercy. No mer- It's been three days, no mercy, guys. Sorry. They said we could spoil it. Anyway, it's a pretty good trailer pixel. I think it kind of doesn't really flesh out that much stuff. Um, the trailer does start with Tom Holland saying, if you haven't seen Endgame yet, please don't watch the trailer for about 15 seconds before the trailer starts. Um, but yeah, it has been, like you've seen Endgame, so it's not really a spoiler, but it has been mm-hmm. confirmed that it is set in the aftermath of Endgame. Maybe mm-hmm. only four to five months afterwards, it seems. Um, the trailer kind of opens up with Peter Parker saying, I really miss him and talking to mm-hmm. Iron Man's um, butler or driver chauffeur type of character and uh he was like yeah i miss him too um and there's posters saying they'll remember iron man and all the good he's done so it looks like peter parker it looks like it's confirmed because there's rumors that it was happening before endgame after endgame in the soul stone which could possibly still be happening (laughs) 
but mm-hmm. it does seem to be confirmed that it is after Endgame is uh, over. And uh, yeah, it looks like a pretty good trailer. It looks like it's confirmed about stuff. Uh, a lot of questions that I have, and I don't think, unfortunately, the Marvel Universe, will, the MCU will actually answer these questions in any of the movies coming up. But um, I really want to know how people are adjusting to their lives after the Soul Stone. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's something that, like, you didn't really get to see in Endgame. And I don't know if we'll actually see it now. Like, after, like, Thanos, the Thanos snap has been reverted. Everyone's back, obviously. And so mm. there has to be classmates that they used to know that are what, five years older now. There has to be, you know, classmates that they had or, you know, there's kids where one got snapped and one didn't. And yeah. they're older now, and they're they're maybe their younger brothers now. All of a sudden, they're older brother technically because time right, pauses in the right. Soul Stone. And I don't know if Spider Man will actually answer these questions. Unfortunately, I hope Endgame does that, but or I hope that like the Marvel movies and Far From Home and all these other movies in the future will answer these questions. But I assume they don't, and that's one of the drawbacks that I see about the Marvel movies in general. That's just my opinion, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it could be, yeah. it could be interesting. Like, there's storylines like. Um, prop up from it like you know what happens when yeah like you said like if you have twin brothers or something like that one gets snapped and they come back five years later one's older than the other um i don't know how much conflict there is in a story like that i don't know how interesting it is to see but it's just kind of like a a cool little tidbit you know a cool little like yeah. little thing that happens that I, yeah for be sure. nice if they explain um you know i kind of had this with the civil war the captain america civil war issue too as well you know, the Civil War happens and it's like a big deal. They want to like regulate superheroes and like do all this mumbo jumbo to them, right? And then like the conflict happens, Captain America and Iron Man kind of fight and then the movie ends. And, you know, like Marvel, you know, made this statement like we will explore what happened with the Civil War after. And really their version of exploring what happened after the Civil War was just Tony Stark and Captain America are still pissy at each other. <laughs> More so Tony Stark than Captain America. And yeah. all the other superheroes are like, come on, guys, get over it. It happened. And I really don't want that to be what happens with this with Thanos. You know what I mean? I really don't want it to be like, oh, everyone's kind of going about their lives. Like, even if it's just like, I don't know how much character development you can see, but I want to see a world that's been changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want because they failed. And I do want to see them being I do want to almost see like, you know, the superheroes like Spider-Man or whoever's left, you know, after the snapping or after, you know, everyone's come back. I do want to see them kind of get a little crap for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, I don't really trust you, Spider-Man. You failed. You know yeah, what I mean? That, that, You've been gone be for five really... years. The world has changed. You know what I mean? Right. Like that type of stuff. You can't just jump back into being here. I w- I don't think they'll go that route, unfortunately, because of what they did with Civil War. But, man, I really hope so. And I'm really hyped for this Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of dark storylines that they never really explore. Um, that's that's one of the possibilities. Like, mm-hmm. um, another major storyline in the comics that they never really explore in the movies is... Um, Tony Stark's alcoholism, right? Like, yeah. Um, no, they. His, mm, well, they kind they of explored did it in like Iron Man like, two and Iron Man three, but not like to a severity. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, like he was, he was like drinking himself to death, basically. Like right. that, that was dark. Yeah. Um. So there's there's things that um they could explore that I think that that has merit. I don't know how much they can devote to it in a movie, but I think I think it'd be really cool to explore. Like, yeah, like what happens after the snap. Um, those five years where, you know, everybody's absolutely miserable. Like, like you know, three, four billion people just got wiped out. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Um, oh, also, I should, I should add that I did see the movie with my daughter, so it's kind of refreshing my memory about some stuff that I did and didn't like about the movie, which is kind of why we're talking <laughs> about it right now. Um, another thing that my friend actually made a good point about was that um, with Captain Marvel, um, mm-hmm. he was saying they probably shouldn't have introduced her they should have probably introduced her after Endgame instead of before Endgame, because the way yeah. he felt was that she was too she was used too much as like a Gandalf, like oh I'm here to save the day at the last second, and kind of giving away credibility from like these characters who have been trying to struggle and trying to fight and defeat mm-hmm. Thanos for probably years, regardless if they did or did not know about right. Thanos, right, his existence. No, it's really true. Like she had all these powers, and she just kind of came in and started blowing stuff up. Yeah, and like, it, yeah, and it's stupid too that she's like, "Well, I was away on other planets." Like, okay, so you're not going to save your home planet, <laughs> right? You know what I mean, like that yeah, doesn't make was, sense either. That was stupid. It, it was just a snotty line. I'm like, come on, yeah. Like, oh, are you are you kidding me right now? 
Yeah. Um, the thing that my friend messaged me, which he said was okay, was he said, uh, what do you, he's like, I think that Captain Marvel should not have been introduced uh, before Endgame. Her actions in, in Endgame, I felt like cheapened the work of all the other superheroes. She should have been there to maybe start off Phase 4 with a bang instead. And I totally agree with that, because she's obviously mm-hmm. going to be around for Phase 4. And it's just weird that they in- kept in- they introduced like a brand new superhero right at the end of like a phase. <laughs> right, right. You know? So I definitely agree with that, and I think that was something that like should have been for sure changed. Yeah. No, she's a, she's a cool superhero. She's super powerful and all that. I think... It's just that she needs time to really develop as a character, and like there has to be a reason for her being there, right? Before she just starts, you know, blowing stuff up, right? Um, and then another thing that I kind of was disappointed with with the movie, um, was that, um, my so like we were watching the movie, and obviously, like Thanos doesn't have the gauntlet anymore and stuff like that, right? And mm-hmm. uh, my daughter was like, Wait, why is Thanos still so strong? I thought he was only strong with the gauntlet. And she, I was like, that's true. That's a good point. They don't really mention Thanos' backstory a lot. You know what I mean? Like, right. really, like, what motivates him to balance the world even? Like, not really, you know, kind of is delved upon. Like, why is he so strong? Like, how is he able to tr- control the gauntlet without, like, totally obliterating himself? Like, mm. it's kind of hinted at with, like, the Hulk, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. Like, kind of what he says in the movie. But you have to really kind of be paying attention about that type of stuff. And I don't know. I feel like they could have had a little bit more better explanation of, like, Thanos' origins. Because, like, I know where he is. Where he comes from. You know where he came from. A lot of comic book people do. But there's a lot of people growing up that just, like, they don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. Even a lot of people my age who don't read comic books who are like, yeah, I I didn't understand why Thanos was so strong without the gauntlet. Like, it didn't seem Mm -hmm. like he even needed the gauntlet in the first place to, like, kill people. (laughs) Like, it seemed like he was having a harder time in the first infinity war than he was in endgame <laughs> you know yeah, with the yeah. gauntlet to kill people or mess yeah. with people yeah, so. it, it reminds me of this one uh, rule that i've been told about writing is that when you're given a problem it's okay if you just kind of throw the problem out there without any explanation of how it became to be mm. but when it comes to solving that problem you have to explain it so right. thanos like operating this glove like we don't really need an explanation of how he got the power to use it mm-hmm. like what matters is really that he's a threat and he can use it but right solving that we need to know how how that comes about right yeah so um you know besides that it was a great movie <laughs> i still say that like after a yeah, week after fun. seeing it um i really enjoyed it i'm pretty hyped for uh you know captain marvel and stuff like that and i don't know i guess we'll see like how it goes and stuff like that um but yeah, I guess just kind of moving away from like movie topics here just for a brief second. Um, dude, I hate golf it. <laughs> so if you, guys, if you guys don't know what golf it is, it's this game that Pixel and I sometimes play on or off stream. That's a mini golf game that you can buy on Steam. Shout out to the devs. Nothing wrong with you guys. Uh, okay. Well, no, you guys. It's a great game. All right. I like the game. It's about eight bucks on Steam or so like that. I would go check it out. It's multiplayer mini golf, but it is the most frustrating game that i've ever played in my life probably since like probably the first call of duty when i was 10 and it's nothing on the game itself i feel like for the most part it's mostly on just how i play the game probably but oh my gosh i'm so upset it's it's miserable i i I struggle just getting through one course in that game (laughs) without getting tilted it's like even like the first couple holes i'm like I, I hate this game. It's it makes me miserable. I don't want to play this. And yet we somehow like, come to we still somehow come back to it every single time. Yeah, it, it's like it's like we, we, we want to punish ourselves all the time. It's like, hey, hey, Brian, you want to come together and just like, you know, like, you know, hate our, hate our lives for the next exactly. couple of days. Yeah, sure. OK, whatever. Hate our existence. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Um. We found a new game, which is nice, which is Pool Master. I feel like that game might be fun. It could be. It's it could chill. be, but it, it might go a little faster than Golf It. That's the problem. Yeah. We have to, like, turn off the uh, the guide um, lines. Oh, so we can struggle so we... it? We can struggle yeah, yeah, less of it? Okay. Yeah, because, like, we can see the preview of where the ball is supposed to go, but if we turn that off, I think it'd be a lot more uh, fun. Right. No, yeah, I get you. I get you. But, um... Yeah, also, I guess just using this time, uh, guys, if there's any cheap 
fun multiplayer games out there, uh, email me. My email's in the episode <laughs> description link down below. Email us and let us know what games we should try out or whatever. If you guys didn't know, um, it hasn't been happening lately because we've both been kind of busy, but there are days as well as um, post-podcast recordings. We do play games on stream together, and we've been kind of running out of games to play. There's like five games that we usually play or something or check out. But, um, yeah, if you guys haven't already, um, just email us and stuff like that. Suggest some games for us because that would be really fun. It would probably make the post-gaming post a little bit more exciting or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of gaming, anything that you've been playing in, uh, in this week in uh, gaming or in the last two weeks, I should say, almost? Um, or um, kind of the same as always? You know, I picked up this new game called – well, it's not new, but uh, new to me. It's mm-hmm. called Battle Brothers. Okay, um, yeah. Indie- okay. Yeah, it's an indie uh, tactical RPG from Germany, and um, it it reminds me a little bit of like Heroes of Might and Magic in okay. some ways. But like you have um, a group of mercenaries and you outfit them with uh, gear and stuff like that, and you're just like taking contracts. And uh, wait, this looks really like this. Uh, I did not expect the graphics to be like this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> did you expect them to be janky? No, I just expected it to be like 3D <laughs> or something, like more 3D ish. Oh. Like this looks, it looks cool. I like the graphic style. I just, I didn't expect it to be like this. That's all. Yeah, it's a little like, um, it's it's kind of interesting. They they kind of all look like dwarves in a way. Yeah, yeah. And um, on on the board, like the actual battle board, they kind of look like um game pieces. <laughs> like board game pieces. Sorry, I just I'm watching the trailer for it, and one of the dwarves just died, and like the lady that died was just like bleh. <laughs> like, it just like, kind of just fell over. Oh, it's clearly dead. I, I I love it when they get like their head chopped off. Like I'm, I'm showing it they... on screen right now, by the way. But keep going. Okay. Keep going. Yeah, so like when you get um, a hit on someone's head, their head will like fly off, mm-hmm. and they'll still make that dying sound. Like, Bleh. oh, that's great. But like, how does their head make that sound? They just lost it, and it's like flying off into space. Right? Yeah, I um, don't, I don't know, man. But it's it's fun. It's kind of like XCOM in a way too. Okay. Um, in that it's also really frustrating when you roll um, an attack and. It's like a ninety-five percent chance to hit, and they still miss. Right. It's it's those RNG things that I really don't like. But I mean, it's fun. It's um, it's tactical. I like stuff like this, so it's uh, it's been enjoyable. Okay. Uh, is it and worth it, the price point? Because right now it's currently saying it's thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like a twenty twenty-five dollar game. Thirty sounds like a little high. Did you get it on um, sale or something? No, I actually bought it full price. Oh wow, okay. But um, after playing it, I felt like it needs a little bit more substance. I mm. think. Um, when I'm playing through the single player, it's a lot of just like um random contracts, and so it feels a lot a lot like grinding. It's mm-hmm. these um same sort of quests that you get. And you do the same things over and over again until you advance to like the next level and you get a new set of quests. I see. And there's not much variety in the kind of quests you get. Uh, so like the, the whole map is randomly generated. And so your quests can be either just like, oh, protect this town, hunt mm-hmm. for things in this area, destroy this base, you know, kind of thing. Um so it, it, there's like this economy that you can have to manage to. So you have to like see which contract actually benefits you because some might be really, really, um, they pay out very little and it won't cover all your costs and things like that. Right. So it's, it's kind of thin on that level of depth, but combat is, is pretty fun though. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I might check it out. I mean, 30 bucks. I'll probably wait for a sale, maybe, if there's ever one. Yeah. We'll, we'll end up seeing what happens. Uh, the games I've actually been playing uh, lately, I've been playing off-stream and a little... I might play it on-stream. I've been playing... I've been going back to my roots. I've been playing a lot of Diablo 2, actually. Hmm. Um, figuring out how to finally install it on my computer. You have to do some weird compatibility modes and run this and that <laughs> as admin and stuff like that. And the highest quality game graphics is 800 by 600. Nice. But, um... I'm actually going to look it up right now, but um, I've actually been playing a Diablo 2 mod of the game called Median XL. Um, Median XL. Median XL. M-E-D-I-A-N-X-L. And it's a free, it's a free download 
um, I believe. And you basically just change some files in your Diablo 2 thing. And uh, you can play it single player or not single player. And it's actually really, really fun. It's essentially... Oops, cool. sorry. I'm um, <laughs> playing the audio. But um, it's basically just a total rework of the Diablo 2 game. You could think of it as a Diablo 2.5 or whatever. They've raised the max uh, skill cap to... Um, they made or they made the max level to about two hundred, I think, wow, in the game okay. or whatever. Um, there's a lot more skill points, and they've totally recreated like skill trees and stuff like that as well, as well as added some custom classes that you can download from the devs themselves. Yeah. Um, it's pretty intricate. Um, you can increase your storage space, which about triples your uh, on-character storage space. It has uh, crafting and creating stuff, just like in Path of Exile. So some people are calling it Path of Diablo. At least that's the fans <laughs> are calling it that as well. They've added about, I don't know, 500 new items to the game. It's actually pretty crazy um, how crazy of a fan mod it is. So I've actually been playing yeah. that and also been replaying just normal Diablo 2. Nice. Which... Um, you know, shows its age, shows its flaws. There's some things I really like about the game, some things I really hate about the game. I still really hate the mana and health potion management in the game. I think that's probably one of the biggest flaws of Diablo 2. It's mm -hmm. just like having that belt of potions and mana that you have to constantly yeah. keep creating, and there's no way to regen mana or health normally, um, yeah, which I really don't like as well. But um, I think beyond that, it's a pretty fun game, and um it, it's weird for me coming from somebody who um i don't i wouldn't say avidly plays diablo 3 but i enjoy playing diablo 3 when a new season comes out and i usually play it um you know when the season first comes out i think path of exile is a good game but sometimes i don't want something as complicated or as in depth as as that but uh mm -hmm. i think this is a pretty good quote-unquote median <laughs> <laughs> hence the mod's name i guess maybe of uh what i'm kind of looking for in an action rpg which action rpgs are some of my funnest our favorite uh genres of games uh currently to play uh mm -hmm. it just really sucks that um you know i feel like action rpgs are kind of going from action rpgs to mmorpgs in a sense um yeah, in gaming yeah. industry right like uh, i would consider destiny 2 for example more of an action rpg right but they yeah. made it more of an mmorpg they've t like i hate how game companies i hate this in gaming in general this is going to go off on a tangent but i hate how game companies are now selling video games as a service we want yeah. anthem to be a 10-year service we want Destiny 2 to be a 10-year service. I hate that. And because of that, there's like time gating and time locking with games and stuff like that. And I feel like they do they put in these like they take the worst parts of an MMORPG and just put them into games that do not need to have this type of like right. crappy MMORPG type of stuff in it, you know? Yeah. It's trying to build artificial longevity in a game that probably doesn't deserve it. Right, like, exactly. How many games really last any longer than one year or two years? Like right. How many games out there actually you know, have people still playing it? Mm -hmm. Diablo 2 is a total outlier. Um, right. World of Warcraft is also like a total outlier too. Right. Or outlier. Um, it's, it's like trying to shoehorn this game into something that they, they try to make like a, a goose that lays the golden egg. Just try and reproduce all of these things over and over again over time. And you can't just force that. Right, and I just um, it, I have I hate it. It yeah, it's it's almost like treating it like a like a drug addiction in a way. Mm, I can see that. I can totally it's see like, that for sure. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like okay, well, we're giving you this thing, and we want to just keep out, keep giving you little things to keep you playing, like or things that make you feel bad if you're not playing. Exactly, so it keeps yeah. you hooked onto the service. Right, and I I hate that. I absolutely hate that, and. I feel like there's no good action RPGs out there that do that. And, you know, Path of Exile, while it's fun, um, you know, I don't really care for its end game where you're just kind of like um, kind of crafting mostly to kind of like mess with stat points and get like a little bit better. I, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm looking for in an action RPG, but Diablo 2 is, is a pretty solid uh, action rpg i feel like diablo 3 is a little too simple at times you know you have these big power spikes and then you just kind of hit this wall where you're basically just like oh i'm gonna run this rift oh cool mm -hmm. i ran this rift i got like 
10 piece, 10 legendaries. Oh, wait, they're all crap. Okay, salvage them all. Okay, run again. And then I feel yeah. like in Path of Exile, it's, you know, the variance is so high with the items, which makes it a very unique and fun game to play. But then at the same time, because of trading and trading so prevalent in the game, you just trade for items that you really, really want, which is fine. I like that kind of style of gameplay. But then also a lot of that time, too, is you just end up staying in your base and crafting stuff all the time. You're trying to find mm-hmm. the weapon that you want rather than, you know, just at going out and playing it and stuff. And yes, I know, guys, there's self-found mode and stuff like that or whatever. But, um, you know, once again, you know, that becomes kind of a grindy mess in itself where, you know, you get your weapon, but wait, it has two stats you don't want. Okay, I have to now grind for these mats to start re-rolling this stuff. And once again, I'm back mm-hmm. in my base re-rolling stuff. So it's yeah, it's yeah. very... It's very hard, and I, I hope there's an action RPG. Maybe Diablo 4 will be better. I don't know. Hmm. Did you ever play Torchlight? I did. I actually re-downloaded Torchlight 2 recently. I apparently had bought it in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about it. Um, I don't know. Did, did you ever play it? I played a little bit of it. I remember it being pretty fun. I, I never um, got hooked on it. I don't know why. Yeah, it was like kind of like the in-between. It was like, this was the game that I played while I waited for Diablo 3. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I never got hooked on it. Um, they are coming out with another Torchlight game, apparently, called Torchlight Frontiers. Oh. Oh. Um, that's good. But here's the thing. It's an action RPG MMO. And so it's going to oh, play okay. like Destiny 2. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Or like Guild Wars, where it's like, yeah, there's a player hub with a bunch of people in it, but then we're just going to go to this instance place anyway, like that type of thing. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. It's there was something like also that they... there was something also that was weird with the game. Like there was no levels or something. Like you don't actually level, and like you don't have like your like you don't have levels, and it all has to pertain to your gear or something. What? I don't know. There's something weird about it. I don't know. I haven't looked up the game in a while or whatever. To be honest with you, but it's in like yeah. very early bait. It's in like they claim it's going to come out in 2019. It's apparently been delayed like a couple of years already. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they said it's it will be a massively multiplayer online game introducing surface levels that allow players to join together to fight monsters that respawn over time and travel between the game's primary dungeons, many of which are procedurally generated. Players can party together to explore these dungeons to balance players' overall abilities. Torchlight Frontier users uses item-based experience levels rather than player-based levels. Players with high-level items entering a dungeon with lower-level players will have their items temporarily weakened to lower the levels while in the dungeon. So, like, instead of you actually leveling up your character, it's like you'll have a level 1 staff, a level 2 staff, a level 5 staff, and you, like, put experience or buffs into your weapons Mm. or items in itself is from what I'm understanding. But it looks interesting, I guess you could say. Sounds like... Yes, that sounds interesting. I'm not sure how, um, how good I would feel about the progression of that. Like, the part of it, part of the fun is feeling like your character is getting stronger. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'd feel that if my weapon got stronger in some way. Right. Um, it, it, yeah. yeah, it would just feel like it was my character being strong. It was. It's just my gear. Yeah, it's weird as well because the game is technically out in beta, closed beta right now. And I mean, I barely see anyone streaming the game. I actually do follow this stream like just in case, like the category or whatever. It has 2,000 people. Currently, no one's streaming the game right now. The last person who streamed it was five days ago for about an hour or two. So there are video archives of footage if you want to see the game being played out and stuff like that. There's about three to four classes as well. Um, in the game, That's but it, cool. I don't know. It seems like it's kind of flying under the radar. It's supposed to come out this year. Huh. It's in like closed beta. Like it doesn't seem to be generating like a lot of hype. Interesting. All right. So, um, kind of I guess moving on though. Unless there's anything else you wanted to add about the games you've been exploring this week. Um. That's really it. I actually don't get much time to play games, honestly. So yeah, whenever same. I do play, it's just like an hour here and there. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Getting old sucks, man. I know, right? Yeah, I've also... You wake um, up and everything hurts. I, yep, that too. I, I'm also looking... Side note, guys, I'm actually also possibly looking for uh, new work. I don't want to get into details about that in my personal life. So that's kind of been stressing me out a little bit, but also been trying to look for new work, you know, just adult stuff, 
which uh mm. it always job hunting always stresses you out or whatever yeah it's yeah, like one of those really things sucks. where like how is it i'm underqualified for everything including the receptionist job <laughs> sometimes where it's like you need eight years of receptionary work or something it's weird yeah right how does anyone and get a, a job nowadays degree. yeah with a bachelor's yeah, and associates in, uh, in human resources or something like that or yeah exactly it's weird uh so anyway um i haven't really been playing much either because of that but um um, moving on, I guess, um, because it was so well received last time, I guess we can go to uh, just uh, Game of Thrones spoilers as we transition scenes here or whatever with right. Pixels Game of Thrones spoiler time. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know what else happened during this episode or I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. As you guys know, we are talking about Game of Thrones spoilers. Um, if you guys are listening to the podcast, probably just speed through for about 10 minutes or so, and then I'll let you guys know when that is over with. But... I will say that I did learn that co- Starbucks coffee does exist in Game of Thrones. That's the one thing wow. I knew about they're the whole. Everywhere. They're literally everywhere. <laughs> um, if you guys didn't know, apparently there was a scene in Game of Thrones where a, a Starbucks cup of coffee was on the table or something like that. Apparently, they went uh, they went back 24 hours after someone spotted a cup of coffee and it became an internet meme and removed it from that episode. So you can't even go back and see it anymore, unfortunately. So if you guys missed it out, go look at YouTube or Instagram or something like that. Once again, I think it was done on purpose. Yeah, this one I will agree with you. I will agree with you that this was on purpose. How did she not see the cup of coffee right there? On the table with the logo facing towards the camera. Yeah, what's even crazier is that how many people actually saw that and were like, hey, that shouldn't be in there. Yeah, like instantly, like almost immediately. It's it's not just the actors. It's like everybody on set. It's like the 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 director. It's anybody that's like cleaning up the set. Um, and then after that, after it's getting shot, the film has to be scanned. It has to be mm-hmm. composited. It has to be color graded. Like it had to pass through so many people with this cup just staring at you. And it's and it's not just like in the background, like somewhere where it's like, wait, is that a Starbucks cup in like the very back behind, like you know side extra character number 72 no it's like right there it was like right yeah. there in the shot right like right yeah. in front and next to a pretty prominent actress and next to another prominent actor right yeah I, although when i first uh, saw that scene i didn't see that cup okay okay did you go back My, and watch it i i went back and watched it yes when when i was told right. like what i was supposed to look at but in that scene, I wasn't focused on that. I was focused on the two actors. Mm. And so, like, my eyes didn't see it. And that scene was there for, like, maybe a couple seconds. Um, so a majority of people probably wouldn't have seen it anyways until they were told. Hmm. That's what I think anyways. Okay, I still think it was staged, though. <laughs> I still think it was some type of planned advertisement, man. It really is. Do you know how many people have been talking about this? Like... It's insane. Like, I, this, this is better than any kind of advertising that Starbucks could have done by themselves. Exactly. And, and the fact that we're talking about it now is proof of that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I know that about Game of Thrones. That's about it. Um, so I guess this is Pixel's time to kind of take it away. I might be adding my own side commentary or asking questions <laughs> about it. But like I said before, I've never watched Game of Thrones. Not, nothing against the show. But uh, yeah, I heard the episode was like 90 minutes long. I will listen mm-hmm. to some other podcasts that have some gripes about it, and I didn't really understand what was going on or whatever with this episode. Yeah. Some people are saying it sucked. Um, a lot of people are saying it sucked. Are you? You seem to be the outlier. You seem to be the one that's like, I like this episode because all my friends have said the last two episodes have sucked, and you were like, yeah, yeah they're understandable. They're pretty good. Yeah, because like well, I'm going in with no expectations whatsoever. Everybody has all these theories and mm. stories inside their head about what this show should be right they've they've built up all of these theories and in their head it makes sense and when they see that it doesn't happen then they get all pissed because they feel like it's going the wrong direction or it's not the show that they want to see Mm. the way i describe it is these people want to write the story as opposed to hearing a story Mm, so it's it's like they want to make the story their own and I really feel like that's just like the wrong way to see it. Mm. This is this is what it is. It's it's a story being told by someone else. It's not your story. It's theirs. Okay. And you know you can hate it or hate it or not, but you know they they will write it the way they want it to be. Fair, fair, okay. Um, so like 
a lot of people have said that the story has the, the writing in general has gone downhill ever since um, they ran out of material to draw from. And that was around like season five. That was when okay, um, they're on what season now? Eight, eight. Okay. Yeah. So after that, um, they didn't have any more books to draw from. And so they were given an outline and that's really all they had. And all the writing and stuff had to be based off of that. Um, so that's kind of like how they feel, um, why they feel like it sucks because it's purely Hollywood. It's not George. Mm. Um, it's, I, it is what it is. Like I, I can still enjoy the show for what it is, just like the characters, their interactions, they're fun, they're good actors, they, they have great chemistry on screen. You look at Jamie and Brienne, they have great chemistry. It doesn't really matter. Like they can just banter with each other and, and it'll be fun to watch. Um that said, like this this episode, it was a little slow. I'll give it that. Um it's just that the aftermath of the the last episode, the main battle. Mm-hmm. Um that people also complain about. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, you know, every, everybody's going to complain. Like, this thing, th- th- there's so many expectations that this show has that it can never really live up to those expectations. Right. And this this episode, like, it has some progression. I think it's really just setting up for the next episode. I think they're saving their budget for the next one, <laughs> to be honest. So it was a lot of... Um, talking a lot of just like um wrapping things up um there's two more episodes or one more two okay about Um, 90 minutes right yeah so they got like a lot to go through still yeah yeah so what they what they've typically done in the past is the second to last episode of a season is where like something major happens um whether it's a battle or some sort of um story point Mm. um and then the episode after that is a uh, episodes to wrap things up and just kind of like soak it in. And so I think the next episode is one where we're going to see like the conclusion of what happens uh, in King's Landing, um, who lives, who dies. Um, and then the episode after that, we're going to see like the, um, the aftermath and how the entire realm just kind of adapts to it. Right. And probably a time jump. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I think we're going to see. Yeah, we, I don't think we've ever seen any kind of time jumps at all mm. in the series, but we might see it there. From season one to, to current season, how many years has passed? Um, I don't know. If you could guess, I guess. I want to say like maybe six years. Okay. Six or seven years. Because I think that Arya is supposed to be 18 right now. Okay. And I think she started off being what, like 11, 12. Interesting. So that's the only kind of like time frame that I'm going by. Okay. So it's 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 a large amount of time. It's it's fairly real time. Okay. It's yeah. It's I I I'm still excited. People are like pissed, but I'm I I'm still gonna watch it because I mean I everyone's know gonna still watch ends. it. I mean that's for sure, right? Yeah. I mean overall, yeah. what did you think of the episode? What did you think of the episode? um it was uh, it was okay i mean uh out of 10 i give it like a seven okay okay yeah like there's some there's some major developments my Rhaegar, the uh, the dragon died um um missande died which i found a new nickname for which i really like is uh, miss sunday (laughs) okay (laughs) i don't understand it but i'll accept it (laughs) but uh yeah she she died so her her boyfriend is going to be all um, pissed off and angry. There's some uh, lies and deceit brewing in King's Landing with Cersei, of course. Okay. Um, she she explained to um, Euron. Euron is like the Lord of the Iron Islands, and he's like the commander of the fleet that is helping her out. Mm-hmm. Um, she promised to um, marry him and like have his children if he would help her win this war. Mm-hmm. Um, so she told him that he that she is carrying his child now, oh, because um, yeah, they because they had sex in like a previous episode. Right, obviously that's how babies are made. Yeah, <laughs> what, what he what he doesn't know is that it's not his child. Oh, snaps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Interesting. it's it's Jamie's child. Okay, 
and this happened before Jamie left King's Landing and stuff like that, that she uh, was pregnant and all that. So we're going to find out what happens when Euron realizes, wait a second, like this isn't my child. Hmm. So there's a lot of like um, machinations going on that somehow has to come together. Uh, a lot of like storylines are coming together, like uh, Sandor and Arya are heading to King's Landing. Right. Um, we need to see the conclusion of uh, Clegane Bowl. Do you think all this is... stuff will actually come to like a clear resolution? Do you think the show will do that, or do you think there'll be stuff that's left questioning? Because that's something that's always like, you know, the big deal with shows ending in general. Like, it's yeah. just like, how are they really going to wrap up everything? Because I know there's been there's been talks lately with the walking dead creator, you know, with mm -hmm. the comic. And he's been saying like, uh, he was saying that like, they asked him like, how is the show, like the comic book going to end? And he was like, don't worry. Like, uh, like I, it will make sense in the end. Like I all, don't really of, know. all of this will make sense. Like including why like zombies don't decompose, you know, it's been like three or four years in that comic book. And in the yeah, show, like yeah. how are bodies not decomposing? How are flies not already like attracted to these bodies and eating them away? You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. And he's like, no, it will all make sense <laughs> like in the end or whatever. That's really hard. That is a really, really hard task for Robert Kirkman to do. I know exactly. So I'm wondering like, in like Game of Thrones, like, do you think that they'll wrap, wrap up stuff very well or no? Because he just wrote himself into a bad place. I feel like it has to be either yeah. a dream. It's a dream, right? And Rick's still in the coma, or it's like mm -hmm. magic. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, Walking Dead is like its own thing. He's kind of like writing himself into a corner where right. like there's it's it's so fantastical that like I don't know how you can really explain your way out of it. I mean, you can always explain it, but. Sometimes right. the explanation is going to be really disappointing. Right. I feel like they um, shouldn't explain it. it. Yeah. Like some things are, are fine left unsaid. Like there's lots of shows that um, leave endings completely open. Yeah. I mean, I don't um, really want, I don't really care how the walkers happened or like why they're there or like why it happened or anything like that. It's just like, it is what it is. This is their reality now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's about the character development of this small subset of characters who have to adapt to this world. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I said before. Like um, when you introduce a problem, it's okay if you never really, really explain how that problem came to be. Mm -hmm. But you have to wrap it up in a logical way, right? So, I mean, for Game of Thrones, uh, you have the major problems. You have King's Landing. Uh, we've we've solved the Night Walkers. That's that's all all done. And personally, I thought like the the reason and the way they they solved that problem was actually satisfying and made sense. Mm. and some people didn't think so um there, so there's there's a solving the king's landing and I mean, what else is there really to solve mm -hmm. um that's really the only thing that they need to really uh wrap up and figure out like who sits on the throne who who assumes control and what happens to them right so there's minor storylines that kind of um need to be wrapped up like Sander Clegane and his brother and um the battle that should inevitably happen between them. Right. Um everybody else doesn't really have um a storyline of their own. Like okay. there's everybody kind of like uh, has um their hand in the iron throne and who's going to end up there, but really it's just like that's that's it like if, okay. if someone's if anybody sits on the throne it's a it's, it's a conclusion right okay well i'm glad that it probably will wrap up pretty well it'll be interesting to see what you thought of like the whole series do you really think that this is the last season do you really think they're going to end it here i'm surprised that they're ending it i think they will because um there's other stories that they could um do spin-offs on right um so you think George they'll still R. do like unir like store like me like stories off of the main thing, kind of like Star Wars did to flesh oh, out some oh, yeah. other scenes? Okay. Yeah, there, there there's books um about like alternate um not alternate but uh previous storylines like um Duncan Egg. Duncan Egg is a um it's like a I wouldn't say a prequel, but it's involving characters from the past. Um, right. I believe it's Aegon Targaryen, Aegon the Fifth. And Sir Duncan, his Kingsguard. Um, so it's about their adventures when they're children. Okay. Um, and like teenage years, I think. And uh, there's probably also um, something going to be written about Robert's Rebellion, mm -hmm. which is like what started Game of Thrones in the first place. Okay. 
Uh, so that could be a prequel uh, that's worth watching. So th there's plenty of stuff that they could do a, do um, a story on. And then like randomly, they'll just be like some really annoying like toad like character that's geared towards kids that has like his own language <laughs> or whatever. Talking toad. It's just like a jar. It's like their their jar jar. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh i mean i guess you're doing that with the children of the forest please don't though <laughs> uh i don't know if there's anything that you wanted to add to that before we kind of get into like i guess our like last topic of the night um if there's anything you want to add with um, spoilers or anything like that or supposedly the final two episodes are leaked okay i've i've been hearing some like you can watch this. them or the scripts are leaked or what I don't know. Uh, I've been hearing somebody say that people are passing around gifts of Ooh. Uh, of certain moments, Ooh. and I I'm a little wary of this. I don't know how legit this is, but I don't right. even want to find out. Yeah, don't. I don't even want to bother looking for them. Yeah, because, don't because like, you're gonna search just... that, and then for some reason it's just gonna like show up or whatever. And it's gonna oh, suck. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So like. Be wary out there. There may be some spoilers. Okay. I guess thanks for that. I guess thanks for that heads up or whatever. Um, okay. So I guess moving on to kind of our last topic, just to wrap this up. And I kind of didn't want to make this the focus of it, of the podcast, but it is something that I feel like if we didn't talk about, it would be very like, like awkward for us to kind of pass <laughs> over this since we did focus a lot about uh, about this or whatever. But we did mention in a previous podcast, I'll only take off the Game of Thrones spoilers as well. Um, we did mention on a previous podcast episode, I believe last week, that, um, you know, Riot was going to have a walkout. Um, because of mm -hmm. some labor disputes and stuff like that. Well, not labor disputes, but because of you know apparent sexual harassment from uh, higher ups in the company, including right. the CEO of Riot. And it happened. It actually happened on yeah. Monday morning. Um, you know, to be honest, quite honest with you guys, I, I'm a little disappointed with what happened. It, I, I felt like the media kind of portrayed it to be a little bit bigger than it might have been, and that might have just been a media thing. But uh, mm -hmm. it ended up only being about two hours from 2 to 4 p.m., uh, mm -hmm. It happened in the right parking lot. Um, it was about 100 people or so. Uh, overall, it went very well. It went very civil. No, nothing crazy ended up happening. Riot even said the morning of the walkout that they were all for it and that people who apparently uh, participated in the walkout wouldn't see any actions come upon them. Mm -hmm. They also made sure to schedule no meetings or they told managers to work around people's schedules who were doing the walkout that there would be no um, scheduled meetings during that time or important phone calls or anything that were happening uh, during that time. I believe at the same time, they still had an open group discussion where people could also anonymously submit questions to be answered to like support groups and stuff like that within riot. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, apparently it went really well. Um, a couple of people during the walkout just took turns on the megaphone, kind of spoke about their experiences or why they were doing it. A couple of people also announced that they were also resigning from the company and stuff like that. Mm. Um, mostly because, um, you know, the people that, uh, really the, the issue here is that the people that are being sued or were trying to be sued, the issue here is that claims against very high up executives and even the CEO, COO, uh, themselves uh, have been, you know, claiming a sexual harassment or inappropriate behavior to some degree or another. And basically, like Riot said, well, in your clause, you're not allowed to like sue. <laughs> I guess was like the official yeah. statement and stuff like yeah. that. So that's really what the issue is. Apparently, Riot has restructured this now, where um, they will allow current employees to re-sign or renegotiate this, where that is allowed to now be happened and stuff like that. But now I think the next step that's happened, that's taking place, is that so that issue is solved. But they're not um, the people who were accused or whatever of these issues. Um, have not been no action has been taken against them i guess they haven't mm -hmm. been fired or anything I guess, apparently there was an investigation that happened at riot uh, internally with their own teams of course so that also caused a little controversy as well uh, mm -hmm. where it's like well you know your own people are going to be doing research on your own people instead of a third party outside group of course they're going to protect the higher ups and stuff like that is i guess how people felt so about 100 people did the walkout last from two to four pretty peaceful um we got word, I believe, a few hours afterwards that the people in the Berlin office, I believe, somewhere in Europe, I'm sorry if I forgot, about 20 employees also did a walkout there. Hmm. 
So cool. uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know really much to add to that or whatever. Um, we kind of went over it, but I just felt like it was necessary yeah. to probably update that for you guys since we did talk about that. Pixel, if there's any two cents you want to throw into that. Yeah. Um, so I do want to point out that this is not this is a walkout and not a strike. Mm. Um, they are two different things. Um, a walkout like this is meant to really uh, raise awareness uh, about an issue and to spread the word, you know, just communicate mm -hmm. like, hey, we're unhappy with something and we want to speak out about it. Mm -hmm. This isn't um, an action that is like, hey, we're completely stopping work. We're not going to work until this problem is resolved. Right. That's a strike. And that's completely different. That's like a that's a last resort. Mm. Um, so when you press that strike button, that sets off a chain of events that you can't really take back. But a walkout is a, it's still like a, a way of demonstrating that you are unhappy about something. And, you know, since it gathers media attention and all that, it can help your cause. Right. And also says like, these are things like worse things are to come essentially as well. Right. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a way to speak out about something in a way that's like, um, that you can organize and you have a collective voice. Mm -hmm. And, uh, shortly after this, um, I don't know if you heard about this, but Quantic Dream had those same allegations. Oh, wow. Quanti oh, man, they're my favorite video game company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, Quantic man. Dream. Wow. You should you should check this out. Like, there's some really disturbing stuff that oh. came out of there. Oh, no. Is it worse than the Riot stuff? Because the Riot stuff was more of, like, just bro culture. You know, like, quote-unquote bro culture. Like, oh, I'm going to fart on it, you or something like that. It, it, <laughs> was, it was worse. So they, wow. they were publicly shamed, like, certain employees by taking uh, photos of their face and plastering them on, like, naked bodies and stuff like that. No. And then posting them up in the office. On, like, mannequin, like, photoshopped? Yeah, photoshopped and then, like, print wow. them out and they put them on the walls with their names underneath and, like, publicly shamed them in the office. For, for doing what? For why were they publicly shamed? What was like the reasoning? Like it's no uh, good reason, but I just want to know what the reasoning is. Yeah, it was probably like the same thing, just like speaking out against like the culture and things like that. <sighs> um, I, wow. I, I didn't really skim through the article, but I have to find it for you. But um, uh, I mean, I googled it and I'm finding like a bunch of articles on it right now. But that's crazy. Yeah, yeah like if you scroll through them, it's literally not safe for work. Wow. It's uh, it's like super messed up, like. This this happens a lot in game studios. I feel mm. there's this bro culture, and right, yeah, of course, it seems it seems worse in video games than it is in a, any other like kind of industry. Like, yeah, in, even in general, like IT or whatever, or like other like um, just startup studios that mm. are typically young and um, kind of broy. You don't really right. get. This. I mean, it's video game culture. Unfortunately, we know how that is. We grew up in that where yeah. like times are definitely changing in video games. It's very strange right now um, to yeah. me growing and up in that toxic culture or whatever in like Modern right. Warfare Two lobbies. <laughs> right, and I don't know. It's like the people that grew up in these lobbies suddenly you know start companies and they want to carry that same culture from from you know Call of Duty into an actual studio. Wow, it that's just crazy. Work like that. Yeah. Um, oh, I do want to add that they did say that if stuff hasn't changed or if Riot hasn't um, resolved some of the issues that they did the walkout for by May 16th, there will be there are other actions in the pipeline, which mm -hmm. they did not obviously like go into full detail about what those actions mm -hmm. are. But I would assume more walkouts and maybe possibly yeah. even a strike or something. Um. A strike would be difficult. Um, they would ref definitely need to organize in some way. Mm. Um, I think, if anything, this is probably like a call to start a labor union for video games. And mm. there is a there was a union there that like is trying to start it. It's like a gamers union was at the event. So yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. It would be really cool if they started up. I mean, we already have um, an animation union. It's mm. very small. Unfortunately, it doesn't have too much power. I would really like that union to be represented by the more powerful IATSE, but you know, mm. it's just the way things are. Right. Um, but but for th those who don't know, IATSE is the International Association for Trade Skilled Workers that um, uh, do stuff for movies, like on set, so like right. gaffers and grips and stuff like that. Very very old union, lots of lots of weight. Um, but I would love to have that kind of union for video game employees and other film employees because. There are a lot of people who get screwed over like this. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I guess that's all I really have to say about it. I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to say before we kind of move on, but no, I think that's um, it. You know, we'll uh, keep you updated on definitely Riot as well as Sonic as well as Game of Thrones as well. <laughs> <laughs> I know this, this podcast has kind of gone all over the place, but May 16th. Yeah. So Pixel actually probably won't be here because he'll be on his uh, vacation of finding yeah. himself in the sisterhood of the traveling pants. But, um, <laughs> you know, maybe Blake and I will report on it and talk about it and get his viewpoint as well. So now with that, guys, I think that's a great time to lead uh, leave off for this episode. Once again, just kind of wanted to remind you guys that Pixel unfortunately won't be here on the next episode. Most likely he will be on vacation. He is going to be doing a road trip to some various natural sites um, around the country, which will be cool. So we'll definitely get his update and stuff and how the trip went. I don't know. And what he thought about. I don't know. Everything, I guess, <laughs> uh, which will be kind of cool to, to document that. Um, yeah. Uh, Pixel, is there uh, anything you wanted to say before you go? Anything you want to shout out as well? Uh, nothing really, but you can always find me on my uh, Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixel underscore pusher 101. Awesome. And then as always, guys, you can check me out on the Twitter, the Twitch, or the Instagram at Ryan Kubo. That's R-Y-A-N-K-U-B-O. You can also check out full VODs of the episodes over on our YouTube, youtube.com slash S-H-I-G-E-O-S Twitch TV. And you can check us out if you haven't already on our audio that is on spotify and itunes uh all the links including pixels links are down below in the episode's description uh below the episode so thank you guys for hanging out we'll see you guys next week on another episode of no content peace guys see you guys